All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Nine Point Theory. I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Brian Beery. I am in a band called Nine Point Theory. I'm the sole songwriter and musician of this band. Uh, thanks for having me. Excellent. Uh, so why don't you uh, go into some depth about your background? When did you first kind of come in contact with music? What about it You know, made you want to pursue a life with it? Oh, boy. Good question. Uh, to start that off, basically, uh, I was kind of born into music, meaning uh, my mom was a piano teacher uh, about five years before I was even born. So uh, just kind of being born into a musical household with pianos and other instruments around, I kind of started tinkering on the keys a little bit. And um, I would start playing like little, you know, basic melodies and stuff like that. And it got to the point to where I would start copying things that I heard from like my mom and dad's records. They played on Friday, Saturday nights and things like that. And they're like, oh, and then like the light went off, like, well, maybe we should give them lessons and stuff. So I kind of started at an early age, probably like five or six years old, I think, uh, with my mom for like a year or two. And then I took private lessons at that point and was starting to do like recitals at like seven and eight years old. So it all started really with piano. Oh, with, with piano. Okay. And then at, at some point, did you switch instruments or do you still primary on the piano? Give me a bit of uh, what was the progression there? Uh, yeah. From there, it was kind of like I, you know, I, um, I did like three more years, I guess, of piano lessons. Uh, and then the calling of the wild made me a drummer. So, you know, and I, I was listening to, you know, uh, early Motley Crue records and, and things along those lines. And I was like, wow, Tommy Lee's awesome. And that he kind of like got me inspired to play drums. And then um, shortly after I was introduced to music from like Rush and music from the police and all those great drummers and stuff. And I'm like, OK, that's it. Drums is it. So um, I actually got a drum set. My dad bought me a drum set uh, at age 11. So. Um, from there, it was just kind of like piano kind of died off a little bit. No offense, piano, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, so I just kind of took on with the drums and um, I ended up taking like lessons for about a year uh, with a guy named Glenn Sobel. Uh, he's actually the drummer currently in 23, uh, 2023, sorry, excuse me, for um, for Alice Cooper. So, um, you know, it's it's a small world, but we both lived in West Hills, California, and I kind of connected with him and um, started taking lessons from him for about a year. And after that, shortly after when I quit taking lessons, I, I felt I was good enough and I got into a few rock bands starting to play drums. Awesome. So um, that kind of leads into kind of what the next question is. Um, typically for drummers, it's a it's a bit more difficult to be on the writing side of things because just writing a drum beat can be so universally adapted to any genre or any music really. Um, so how did you kind of go about um, taking that drum skill and then either looking for specific bands that you wanted to play with or kind of figuring out, you know, the genre of music that you wanted to, you know, play drums for? Uh, good question. I just kind of like started playing to, like a variety of, of records and things. Um, eventually my dad, uh, the neighbors were complaining. So my dad was a carpenter. So we like kind of knocked out one of the walls in the garage and built a studio in there. So then, it, you know, enclosed with the door. So I would just be in there for like three hours a day playing all kinds of different music, like mostly rock, like, you know, Motley Crue, ACDC stuff like straightaway rock. But then I got into more like progressive music and stuff like that. That was more along the lines of, you know, like Rush and, and bands like Dream Theater of today and stuff like that. So um, 
you know, I kind of lean towards, uh, like towards rock and, and progressive rock. Um, not to say that I don't have a love for other styles of music. I do. And I, you know, I'm also like a Metallica fan and a Slayer fan. And I listen to all that stuff as well, but I kind of just, um, based like my, my experience with drums around rock music. And it, it just kind of grew and spiraled from there. And I loved it so much. And eventually like, um, that kind of catapulted me into playing for several bands bands like i think i was in three bands at one point as a teenager playing drums so that's just kind of how that all came about as well okay so uh did you go on to kind of have more of an extensive uh tenure with any specific band uh doing drums for them uh not really i just uh i was kind of like a a fill-in guy there was only one band actually like way back in the day I think uh, it's probably like 1988 or 89, 90, somewhere right around there. Uh, I got uh, into a band called Armed and Hammered, of course, named after Arm and Hammer. But anyways, uh, and they were armed and hammered. Let me tell you, those guys were a crazy um, uh, group. But anyways, I played for them for about a couple years and we did like the whole you know, Hollywood, California, Sunset Boulevard scene and mm-hmm. didn't really go anywhere with it. We played with a, a couple of other cool bands that we teamed up with and, and shared, you know, the, sta- uh, the stage on any given night. But it didn't really go anywhere from there. So um, at that point, I just kind of um, after like years of trying at that, um, I just kind of like stopped doing the scene. Drums kind of fell off for a few years after that. And I started to pick up other instruments, bass, guitar, guitar. Um, and I also started to get into like lyric writing and things, which is something like you had mentioned earlier, you don't do much of, um, being a drummer. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I always knew that I, I loved English and I loved writing and stuff. So I started to just like make up my own songs and write like simple melodies that I could do on guitar because I was self-taught. And I would just kind of mix and match lyrics. Let me just jump in quick, because that was kind of where I, where I wanted to lead this into was uh, at some point uh, you did decide to you know focus on your solo project, uh, you know Nine Point Theory. Um, so I I would imagine that that has additional instrumentation than just drums. So give me a little Correct. bit more background about um, you know the motivation there to learn the other instruments and then you know, kind of how long it took you to feel comfortable to begin to write with them. Sounds good. Um, well, basically I, I kind of got started on, um, my friends borrowed bass for a little bit just to understand like how to put down like a bass melody and stuff and like hold that rhythm down. And it made sense to me from being, you know, having a drummer's background already with rhythm and stuff. So I got that down and then I was like, okay, let me, let me just, you know, take a crack at guitar, see, if there's any natural talent at all. And there was, thank God. And then I just kind of started really practicing a lot on guitar and developing like the skills to like create original progressions and, you know, play them fast enough, but like slow enough and in essence to make those transitions. So once I got that down and stuff, I was like, okay, I got bass, I got guitar. I already had a piano background. I played drums in bands. I've got like the four basic main ingredients let's see if I can do anything with vocals. And Mm -hmm. when I first started out, I took so much criticism about my voice, but I was singing at a time when my voice was constantly changing still as a kid growing up. So I guess that's probably why I got clowned a lot. But after that was all said and done, I started to 
you know, really dial in my voice. Um, and I was more mature at that point. So like my voice was pretty steady and I, I was really influenced by like, um, you know, like Lane Staley from Allison Chains was like a really big impact. So my voice tends to kind of sound along those lines was also influenced by, um, Trent Reznor. So, you know, of course my voice kind of tends to be in that, you know, I guess, um, that vocal, I don't know what to call it really, but anyways, like that's kind of like what my sound was starting to dial in as. And then I just started to record simple melodies and multi-track a few things together. And I made a few little demos on my own. They weren't pretty sounding, but I mean, they were good enough for what I was just trying to get across the point of like, Hey, I have a few skill sets. Let me put something together, see if people liked it. And I got some criticism and then I got a few loves and likes on that. And I just figured, you know, that comes with the, that, that comes with being a musician. Like we're always facing criticism and things like that. So don't let that get you down. Just keep going. And I did. And I was in a couple of bands along those lines. When I was doing all these things, I, I played like fill in sessions or fill in shows for as like a rhythm guitarist, a few times as a bass player. Sometimes I was like a rhythm guitarist and they'd set up a mic and I'd sing like backups for a friend's band and things like that. So all of that being said, collectively speaking, it it brought my skill sets up, brought my confidence up. I never took a vocal lesson. I never took a guitar lesson in my life still to the day. But um, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm good enough to get the music out there. I've, I've got something that was mixed and mastered uh, in 2018 from a friend of mine uh, in L.A. And it's it's a five song EP that I actually never released. But one of the songs on there is Anymore, which I did put up on Reverb Nation because I was proud of it. It's it's mixed and mastered and things like that. So um, at this point, I feel like from there, from 2018 forward, I'm like, OK, I'm just going to do solo work. I've tried lots of times to put together a band. It never worked out. And so at that point, I just kind of stopped trying to like put a band together. And I just said, OK, I'm going to become my own band and start writing tons of music, lots of lyrics and match all these musical archives that I had with you know certain lyrics and see what fit and what worked out and then i'd go into the studio and and get some of them done so that's kind of where how that all happened and that's like where i'm at now i am nine point theory the sole songwriter for that and you know with these musical skill sets under my belt at this stage that's great so uh you mentioned that you have done some studio recordings are you kind of uh leaning towards putting out like the traditional ep type release or do you kind of subscribe more to the monthly releases what, what do you think your release cadence is going to look like um that's a good question at this point like i'm just gonna put out like you know, I've got any more on there. So like I'm introducing that to my fans and um, musical com community, so to speak, as a as my first single, even though it wasn't really released. But at this at this point, I'm just going to do like a few singles to kind of test out the water, maybe like, say, two or three more, put them on Reverb Nation, promote them, you know, before they come out, promote while they're out and, and all that kind of marketing stuff. Um, and then while that's still happening currently, as we speak, I am actually working on um, picking 10 songs out of 26 uh, recent rock songs that I've written in the past few years 
So I'm going to pick 10 of those and make a full length record, but I don't want to really release that until I get a few singles out first, just to test the water to see if people like the, uh, dark rock slash rock industrial kind of sound that I've developed. Okay. So you're kind of, uh, in the, the proving ground sort of phase to a prove the concept to yourself and then also prove the concept to others. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Um, and then do you foresee those being uh, recorded in a studio or do you have like a project studio at home that you record in? Uh, what are you doing there? Yeah. Um, th- that's, uh, the home studio is actually like, it's a work in progress, so to speak. Um, I have some things that are here, like I can do multi-tracking work in here, but it's not set up for, you know, like live drums and things like that. So like I can do some of the stuff here, um, mostly like rhythm and string stuff. But when it comes to like doing vocals, I wouldn't want to do that here in my room per se, even though I, I've soundproof some of it, I'd rather go to a studio for like, the drum stuff and for the vocal stuff as well. But, uh, you know, I do have a basement down below and I was thinking maybe if I can go down there and put some of my construction skills to work, I could, you know, put a drum set down there and then just kind of transport the stuff down there, you know, cause it's all like interfaces and things I can bring down there mm. to record. And then that give me the opportunity to do, to do everything like a hundred percent here. But in the meantime, while that's still being built, I'm just going to like, try to get my songs recorded, you know, professionally, professionally somewhere and, and pay for it. I know it really sucks to have to do that because in, in 2023, it's like, you know, who pays for studio time anymore? I, I know it still happens, but it's getting, you know, more rare as we go on. And it's like, I need to get my production skills better anyway. So it's a great opportunity for me to learn, you know, production skills, just kind of like the method of learning the instruments, yeah, kind of same thing, you know? Yeah. And as like uh, project studios, you know, they become more prolific. They're becoming cheaper in price, too. So it's it's becoming cheaper to get a better and better quality product as well. So, yeah, I would definitely encourage you to you know invest in that and then also invest in yourself for the skills to produce it because it is a game changer. It is. I think so, too. And also, like, it's not like you're going to come out of the, uh, the studio with a song that sounds different than when you went in with the intention of having it sound a certain way. Mm -hmm. I know some producers, you know, I've worked with in the past, they tend to like, well, let's try this. Oh, let's just try it though. And you're like, you're kind of stuck, stuck in your head and your ways. Like, why I really wanted to do it like this. You know what I mean? So you don't have to put up with that when, when you learn to do things on your own. So that's like another motivator, I guess. Yep. Absolutely. So once you do have that collection of songs released, are do you plan to tour with it? Would you pick up, uh, you know, hired gun musicians? How would you kind of approach that? Um, yeah, that's, you kind of hit the nail, uh, already on the head there, but, Yes, I would like to get uh, all of this stuff, you know, written, recorded, mixed, mastered. That's a long process, as you well know. Once that's out of the way, um, I'd like to run a few ads, reach out to people uh, and see if I can put together a live band. I I would prefer to actually have band members who want to build, jump in the game with me. And now, like the second record that we do, like, let's all write that together you know, and, and, and go out and support. But if not in a nutshell, I've got a few connections out there, uh, through Facebook groups and LinkedIn and all kinds of stuff where I'm all over social media. So it's like, um, you know, I can maybe get out and do a few shows this summer is what I was thinking. And then 
just get like a couple of hired guns, so to speak, like, Hey, I'll pay you X amount of dollars to play 14 shows over like a 25 day period or something, you know what I mean? Like some, some here in Nashville and then some, you know, in Kentucky and Ohio and surrounding States and cities and things like that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, so with the amount of time that you've been in music, what are some of your most prominent memories that, you know, keep you motivated that are fresh in your mind? Um, just, I, you know, ultimately I, I don't think it's like so much a memory for me. Like it's all been a great ride. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's just, um, I love music so much. It's, I can't, I know that sounds so generic and I wish I had a better answer, but really the honest truth is I love music so much. I went to college for it. Even (laughs) I almost graduated as a music major. And then like on my last year, I I switched to, um, PR and comm and I actually ended up graduating with a minor in music because I had so many classes anyway. So, uh, I just, I love music. I just want to write it and get some stuff out there, you know, the dark rock, rock stuff that I'm working for nine point theory. Um, and then also I do a lot of like instrumental stuff that I write specifically in mind for like TV and licensing. So, you know, when I say I love music, if that doesn't say I love music, I don't know what does, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing it for the band, but I'm also doing music for like television and licensing purposes. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned that you do have uh, some stuff out. Where can people find you and listen to what you put out? Uh, yeah, the the best place at this point would be um, www.reverbnation.com forward slash nine point theory, all spelt out. Just, you know, like the n- number nine, N-I-N-E-P-O-I-N-T. T-H-E-O-R-Y. So if you go to that, um, if you go to Google even and just just type in like nine point theory, it'll show show up on the first page, usually at the top or maybe one or two links down. But you can click on that and it'll open up the page and then my music page is right there. And then uh, I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So just a message you want to throw out there that you feel you resonate with. Um, yeah, just you know, whatever you're going through, um, musically and all the setbacks and things like that, just, um, find a way to keep going because you've done it that far. Um, so, you know, so, so far, and it's too late to turn back. You've got talent. You believe in your project. Things are going to get rough at times, but just get through those rough times and keep on creating. 